Right then, well, Andy, I guess this is the uh, first episode of the hybrid kind of podcast, lad. So obviously a different little style for us, the way we normally do things. We're going to try and have a bit more of a, a chat this way than facing no, that way. No, face we'll try camera. and get used to that kind of vibe, but now it's something that's been made apparent, like people don't know too much necessarily about us two. Um, kind of the journeys we've been on to get to where we are kind of fitness-wise now, where we're up to with the gyms, etc. Um, so this is the most awkward episode we'll ever do. <laughs> when you have we to have talk about yourself. <laughs> we have to go into ourselves. So guess who's first, pal? You're it's diving like, in first. Me. Welcome to the first episode. Um, so where are we starting? You go back a bit from where we met, I think. Where did you start? So I started at Bolton Arena, where you was <laughs> working. Me and, me and Dan had a very good... Uh, we had a great start. A yeah. great start, didn't we? I came into the gym. Uh, I worked for a company... Uh, called Profit, a great company, weren't they, to start off yeah. with, uh, you know, personal training. And I came into Bolton Arena where you was. You was, I a, was gym a gym instructor. A gym instructor there. Well, I was at uni still and uh, thought Andy was a brick. <laughs> <laughs> so I came in, no. um, all guns blazing, didn't I really, you know, fresh, fresh as they come, young, early 20s, wanting to make my mark on the fitness world. And do you know what it is? That that initial feeling, of, fucking, they're, they're way too far ahead of where I was at the time because they're all not say educated in the sense of uni, etc., but they're very educated in the realm of fitness, the amount of CPD they'd all done at that time. I mean, how old were you then at uh, that time? 24. To have how many polyclin courses, how yeah, many things yeah. you've been exposed to training-wise. And I was like three years below thinking I'm nowhere near that kind of level. And it's probably at that time an insecurity thinking I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> so yeah. they are natural We've bricks. all felt that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a natural thing. We've yeah. all felt like that. Yeah, I went into the arena uh, up to my eyeballs in courses ready to make an impact on the fitness world. Taking over pop. Taking over the world with, you know, one dumbbell at a time. That, Look when you step up, that VMO is going to be massive pop. That, that's exactly how it was. So yeah, I came into there, uh, working for the uh, Profit at the time. Managed to gain a lot of clients early doors yeah. and made a really good impression on the gym again. It was always my vibe because, you know, coming off them kind of courses, you don't feel elitist, but because you're armed with a lot of knowledge and you've got a lot of, you know, stuff under your belt that you can apply to your clients. It's like you want to get it all out on the table. Because it's like, it's further learning, isn't it? You want to Put make it your practical mark. application every time. Yeah, you want to make your mark. And at that time, um, we had the sole contract for the personal training in your gym, yeah. if you remember at that yeah. time. Um, so, yeah, it started off there for me. I was with Profit for four years. It was four or five years. You come and joined us, didn't you? Yeah, it weren't that way. It was Zach. Then it was me straight after that. Yeah. It's like Andy said, Andy was Ramo. Then Zach got Ramo. Then yeah. I, I got even quicker again because you copy the people ahead of you. Yeah. And as a free, we were very dominant within that yeah, kind of yeah. space, PT-wise. Uh, yeah, and at the company, I managed to uh, to land like a mentorship role as mm -hmm. well, if you remember. So I was maxed out with PT. Yeah earning very good money at that time, obviously, because I was doing so many sessions, you know, them usual 10 session a day, you remember them? Yeah. So doing oh, 10 yeah. clients back to back, still applying everything. And when you get home, you're still doing three, four hours of admin for them clients. Just obsessed, like literally. That's why we look 48. <laughs> yeah, that's why we were called. <laughs> uh, but no, literally obsessed with the game. We still are, but it's a little bit different now, obviously. But, you know, them early years, just obsessed with becoming the best coach mm. we could be, getting the results. And, uh, and just learning, so literally 24 hours around the clock working, you know, uh, you know, getting clients. It was trying to catch up with the people ahead of you. Like, because there's so much more knowledge, we were getting a sense of training especially, it's like so much more exposure. For me, it was like, right, 
I need to catch up to these as quick as I can. I need to get as full as quick as I can. Yeah. Probably taking a lot more clients that you definitely didn't need at the time. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, when we always say to PTs, RPTs, et cetera, is you want to train at the start as many different people as you can. Because yeah. how much can you learn off so many different people? Then you can start mm. to really hone mm. into who you want to be and who you want to train. Yeah. But it's massive to be around people who are so much like the reason we're so driven as a collective is because we're all wanting after the same thing. That's uh, it's, it. You kind of stick with your kind of pack with that that's don't you it, that's it and we had a great time there at, yeah. at Bolton Arena and, and like I said I took more of like a mentorship management role within the company at, um, at Profit mm. so my time was split between the gym and then helping other PTs out and other coaches out with their businesses and you know from a from an educational standpoint with their training their nutrition their diary management their business management that's what happened with me and then uh, yeah I was 25 when we opened Strength Factory. So I kind of hit the ceiling at ProFit. They, they was absolutely great with us. Um, but you I kind of- checked out ready though, weren't you? I checked out like, yeah, the, yeah. the ultimate goal for me was to always own my own facility. Yeah. And back then it was more just about getting a gym for myself and training my clients there. You know, at the early days, it wasn't really about, you know, scaling a huge global business and, and making it an absolute monster Beast. at that time. You know, it started off by just being, I want to be on my own with my own people doing my kind of vibe. Well, how how much does Strength Factory, go Strength Factory in particular, how much has that scaled compared to what it was when we started? Yeah, for sure. So I came, I... How many pieces of kit was it? That's the, that's the one, lad. That, that photo is class. We'll try and get the photo up. We had a, yeah, we that's had the, the photo. When I came here, uh, when I got the unit here, the Strength Factory, first of all, like I pulled all my resources together, like every bit of cash that I had saved up, I pulled all the strings that I could did my best at negotiating with the landlord and, and you know, trying to figure out in them early days what it was really like to have your own premises. Because, you know, there's things that you don't know when you're a PT that you have to learn very quickly when you decide to get your own gym. You know, there's obviously certain things you have to meet with building regulations, the council. There's other things you have to, you know, consider when it comes yeah. to, to owning your own business. So I had to learn those things very quickly. And, you know what, quite naively, I just jumped into it without really knowing and just thought, you know what, I'm going to figure it out along the way. Luckily, landlady's pretty sick. Luckily, Luckily the landlady's brilliant. Quite and, nicely. and, you know, from training so many different clients over the years, I got some really good advice and help off my clients that are experienced mm. in business with properties, with other things as well. So that's what's, you know, great about being a trainer. We get to meet so many different people and they helped out along the way. So, yeah, 25 years old, got onto the strength factory and, you know, we, we ran with our vibe because at the time we was training like powerlifting and, and bodybuilding very, very heavily uh, into powerlifting and bodybuilding. So we, we kind of ran with that vibe, didn't we? Um, early doors, like Danny said, we had nine pieces of kit. That's all we had. Like I'd used every single penny. Every, hey, it listen, was crazy. People moan about gyms not being equipped and stuff like We still made nine pieces of kit work with plenty of people and also plenty of clients at the same time. That's it. All still getting six. And you know like, what? You know, looking back, I opened the gym really poorly because I didn't even have a pre-sale strategy. You know, at that time, open. at the time it was like, right, I've got myself, I've got Zach and I've got Danny and Gav. Gav left, Gav left his job before Gav I even opened early, the door. Didn't he? So Gav, the absolute legend, you know, when I, when I got the unit next door, we was building it out and he was there morning till night with me, Gav, like, you know, getting all the, getting the, getting the building ready because these units weren't what they, were, like yeah. what you see now, right? There was, there were industrial units that needed changing. We had to build the changing rooms. We had to, you know, the we'll floor, We'll get the hybrid one in a bit. So yeah, we'll two, same units, but both different, man. So Gav jumped ship, Gav left his, well, he was at Profit as well. He left his position there before I even opened the gym. And he was in there till flipping one, two in the morning with me, grafting away, trying to get it right, you know. 
But, you know, like I said, looking back, I didn't even do a pre-sale. It was just like, literally, I've got three guys here with their clients. I've got me and my clients. I'm just going to get it ready and open the doors and hope for the best. You know, that was what it was like all them years. It's 10 years. It, uh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago now. So we opened the doors, and I remember the first guy that walked in, and uh, Andy, he came in, and he's still a member now. He walked through the door and was like, oh, I didn't know this gym was here. I was like, Mm, wow. maybe, maybe I should have let people know that I was here to start off with. To open the door first day. I was ah. just like, you know, what, what's that meme where the guy sat there in the pool went to Escobar, Escobar in the pool? So it was literally like that. Uh, but I knew that I'd worked out the numbers. You know, it wasn't a complete blind, um, you know, it wasn't a gamble. It worked out well that I thought, right, I've got myself and my clients that earn me this and much. You know. PT's going to come. PT's going to come. They're going to bring a certain amount of money. We've got a certain amount of membership. So it wasn't a complete a complete blind just guess. You know, we did some basic calculations, of course, but, you know, looking back now, I could have done a lot more at that time, but it's all lessons learned, isn't it? And mm. so now, yeah, uh, Shrem Factory is, is what it is today. We've got multiple pieces of kit, obviously, from that nine that we started off with. There's a great vibe. The team is unbelievable next door. If you can't get massive next door, like, <laughs> yeah. you could do all our PTs instead of sorting out, but yeah. still... Uh, the, the strength factory is it's like our baby isn't it that's where we started off and you know it's great now the memberships obviously the membership space been solid for a lot of years we've got our coaches there now that do online coaching with transformations you know that side strength factory side is all body transformation based isn't it you know if we, if we take a look at the 12 16 week preparations that kind of vibe that's where we go with even that. all that like thinking back we used to call it the results factory before you obviously see the hybrid stuff and, and this kind of style of training we used to call it the results factory because we were doing our own photo shoots. We were, obviously, mm. we were using Sai, for example, when we did our own, but we got we brought our transformation guys in. We got one of the camera. I got the camera off my missus. We started taking photos yeah, in the gym. Right. We got someone else's dad to come in, did homemade yeah, photo shoots dad, and started yeah. doing it. And that was the way, because we just wanted to document. This was before we could even use Insta. We weren't really yeah, then kind of true. lads. Yeah. But it was like, let's start doing that vibe. And then obviously off the back of that, how many people you get there. Yeah. But that was the vibe we created. Everyone wanted to be in sick shape. Yeah. Still it, do. Still do, yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, learning the things that we did from the last company, we wanted to build an education structure. And it was more, you know, after the first 12 months of us being in the strength factory, we wanted to create a company that was a big company, you know, started acting like a big company, introducing mentorship for our coaches, mm -hmm. introducing education so that we could bring coaches in to the strength factory and educate them with everything that we knew. Because we knew that, you know, any gym can just open the doors and ask coaches to pay rent and that's it but we wanted to set the tone early doors create a family create a team where it's like there's a career path for you to be here you know and it's understanding thinking back to obviously because we've both been through mentorship at profit probably mean in a more updated version than you because yeah, you were meant by the time and there was massive holes in there as, as much as it was sick mm. some of it wasn't relevant to where we wanted to be like i didn't drive to some of them thinking buzzing can't wait to do this I've already I've cracked that already. Yeah. So what's next? So the next kind of steps are is how do you train, take training further? Yeah. How do you actually get people in incredible shape that's beyond the norm? Yeah. And that's the kind of vibe what we want to go for. It's like there's more than just the normal kind of thing. You see, you can get people in incredible shape. Yeah. This is how. For and sure. kind of implementing them tools with ours. And that's how it started, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and then of course supporting our our coaches, you know, with an education system and and a career path, which we did our best to do, didn't we? Early doors in that with. The education yeah. that we knew and then you know for us to scale we knew that we had to get better as as businessmen we knew we had to get better as coaches and understand how to help people out a little bit more and i guess that's where i guess and that's the point we're probably still learning 
And we we still, always will be. Oh, yeah, we'll always. Always will be. Always yeah. will be learning that. Uh, but, you know, we, we scaled the strength factory massive. I think at one point we had 10 PTs out of the gym and everybody was doing well mm. and it was it just worked so, so well. Um, and then we got to the point, didn't we, where hybrid, you know, five, six years in. The, the goal was to always open up. As, as our goals were changing, we'll yeah. probably touch on this, you know, a bit later on. What was the catalyst? Did we go through? No, keep going. You know, as as our training was kind of developing, and you know, we were seeing a kind of like a shift in the in the in the industry almost. Probably where, in our energies as well, and how we were feeling around training as well. Yeah, like it was definitely that. A, a kind of a shift with you know functional fitness becoming more apparent and, and more accessible, really, to the general population. You know, because back when we started the Strength Factory, it was literally you do bodybuilding or you do step classes. There's your choices. Bodybuilding or step yeah. classes, which one do you want to do? And it's like in the background functional fitness as we know it, as we knew it back then was more for sports teams, right? I think our first dip was probably the shred thing we did. We did like a, two different courses, didn't we? Right at the start, we did like a shred and it was kind of like circuits. We yeah. want to call it, but it was more us kind of moving away from just doing bodybuilding style yeah. stuff, having a big group of people, getting used to big groups of people with all the ultimate goal of being in shape and performing, just not yeah. to the level now, obviously that's, that's kind of transformed yeah. massively. But it was understanding that there's probably more out there than just the standard role yeah. split vibes. Well, if we had CrossFit to that, so you had the true CrossFitters, yeah, can't say that you had you had the true CrossFitters, you had the bodybuilders, and then you had like aerobics and step classes. Like, <sighs> you know, that that's how it was back then. And we definitely seen a gap in the market and the way our training was developing that we knew we could open up another gym based around- We aren't CrossFit, by the way. Yeah, the we, knew, we knew we could open up a gym that was based around functional fitness that was accessible to, you know, to everybody. And that's where it came about with where, you know, we always say that everybody can get it, isn't mm -hmm. it? That's what, that's kind of the thing that we always say because everybody can get it. And we knew that we could open up a facility um, to facilitate group training, small group personal training, uh, small group personal training with a vibe of our hybrid vibe. And, and the way we come up with a hybrid vibe wasn't it? it was, you know, using a mixture of all different training modalities to achieve. By that, we like strength training. We like bodybuilding training. We like going doing mad endurance feats. Yeah. We like doing stuff on the track. We like doing different kind of length stuff on endurance base. Yeah. That's what we mean by that. Like there's so many different types of training we like and we dipped our toe in so many facets of fitness. Mm. Like, you've done a lot of heavy powerlifting stuff. We've done more ultra endurance. You've done a lot of ultra endurance now as well. Mm. We've done a lot of everything and we'd like it all. And we wanted to bring that to the yeah. people. We want to make sure people don't get pigeonholed into thinking, no, this is the way you have to train and nothing else. Like you Correct. can do more things. You can also be strong and very fit and at the same fit. time. And lean if you wanted to, or and yeah, you can- and perform that way, like you can do it perform all. perform well, yeah. So six years in, we was looking at the unit here, and at the time there was a company in this unit, wasn't there, um, like a big plastics unit, and it was like heavy machinery, dirty place, like that, and- Asbestos line. Yeah, at, at the Angry. time, yeah. at the time, Dave was looking to move out, and, at that time, it was like, right, maybe this is the best opportunity to jump in on this, mm. you know, once they'd left. But once they'd left, it was about six months and it was still empty. And I remember saying to you boys, like, next door's still empty, you know, people like getting... We said it for a while, didn't we? Yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was for, we kept, yeah, it was for yeah. a while. It's like, you know, next door's empty, you know, because to give context, the size of this building is huge. Like, the, the hybrid <laughs> performance... three gyms in one. <laughs> yeah, the hybrid centre here is absolutely huge. So, of course, that comes with cost. Of course, that comes with any changes that we need to make to the building are obviously a lot more <laughs> a lot yeah, more expensive yeah. because of all the room, right? When you buy matting for a small gym versus matting for a big gym, 
the difference is next level difference in terms of financial. So Listen, sizing the floor of this place and figuring out the mats, that, that was probably the biggest shot we had whenever we costed this. Yeah, so <sighs> so I think that's why we was put off at first because it was just so big and it was just like, oh, should we do it now? Should we not? Should we do it now? Should we not? And this is when we came together, wasn't it? Me, you and Zach, and we thought, right, let's get our heads together. Let's do this between us, you know, and let's all jump into this, you know, and together collectively. The biggest catalyst for this actually happening was probably lockdown. Because we've been so for years, like we said, we've done PT for years. We all came into this gym, did PT, and we bashed out. You do 10 PT sessions a day all the time. Yeah, your social life starts diminishing, like, mm. you, and then you really wrap it, and then you come away from it again. Repeat, repeat, repeat year after year. It gets to the point where it's like, what's next then? Because we can't mm. keep doing this until we're 50. Doing the same thing, and looking, looking like you're 80. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not going to work. So I think lockdown for us, like, as much as it's probably bad for some people, I know it's ages ago now anyway. Mm. But for us, it was a big thing to go, you know what, actually, we don't need to be doing floor PT all the time. We all went into online coaching and we were already doing it anyway, so it was quite yeah. an easy transition. Yeah. If anything, we kind of went, buzzing. Yeah. I've got a bit more time actually at home. It's never spent as much time in my house ever. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it was a nice summer. But that was the moment when we were coming, obviously, still meeting to, meeting up together and still doing a little bit of training, just us free, like yeah. meeting up business-wise. Yeah. You can say that now, it's too long ago. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting trouble. It's all right now, it's fine. It's gone. So... That was for us kind of like a thing of like, you know what, actually, we probably should do that because we were already playing with it. Yeah, like we were doing already, morning sessions next door. And we're kind of like, there, yeah. is this us? And I think this is us. It's like, let's take the fucking plunge. Yeah, that was that's the thing it. of it, weren't it? That's it. Sarah. Locked down. Yeah, we, we spoke to the landlady <laughs> again and we negotiated much better this time than last time at the Shum Factory. <laughs> negotiated some, um, you know, a great, a great lease and great, yeah. great terms and stuff like that. And then we got to work then. Reason being, this building is not what you see. Like, you did not see this building when we stepped forward. We were using this building as a little car park at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not like this. Yeah. These walls were all painted white and there was like 70 years worth of paint on them. And we spent two, three days. We were chipping we away chipping with away at the... chisels on the paint trying to strip <laughs> it off. And then we went, so just sandblast it for a grand. Yeah. yeah so yeah. probably the best version. <laughs> Yeah, the building was uh, the building was a wreck because like it was yeah. full of heavy machinery. The floor was blitzed. There was actually a mezzanine in this back yeah. corner that we we got removed, didn't we? So guys on that middle squat rack we've ever dipped in, you know why? Yeah, that you know why? Because there's like a there was an oil yeah. corrosion. And it was the, the building was a mess to be fair. So we came together, didn't we? We invested heavily into it. We still do invest <coughs> heavily into it now. You know, continue our, to our it's vibe with this is, you know, to keep investing within the gym, keep bringing the members the best facility possible, you know, and I think we're doing a brilliant job of that right now. Um, so how long have we had this now? Two, two, years. two years now, isn't it? So yeah, two years on, we're at the hybrid center as well as the Shrem factory. They are next door to each other for anybody that's listening and don't know. Um, and now we're obviously in a position where we've got multiple coaches and, you know, each coach has got their own little vibe. A great team. A, a good team. Uh, and each coach has got their own little vibe. You know, we've got guys doing track sessions, guys doing high rock sessions, Olympic lifting. There's a lot going on, Andrew. There's a lot going on and we love it. Like, we love every single part of it. And, you know, one of the main things for us as a company and as a brand is for the people that, you know, join us from a coaching perspective is that they feel like they've got their impact on growing the brand. You know, it's... We want input. And that's probably the biggest kind of growth we've had where we probably in the past at times, maybe further back again, been very now like, right, this is what we're doing. This is what we're yeah. doing. Forgetting the wider picture. And that's what mm. the biggest thing we've tried to do is, now nah, everyone's got that input. That's what we want. We need as many For ideas sure. as we can because ours aren't the best. <laughs> yeah, and always. And that, that's probably the hardest thing with anything is like, you think yours is the best idea and it's just not, that's yeah. it. Other people we, have great input. For sure. We know that building a team and 
having a really tight core team, we know that we're all going to grow further together. And like to us, the people are everything. And this is why we invest a lot of time into our coaches and a lot of time into our members with social events for the for the members and et cetera, you know, because we know that our people are uh, the most important thing to us and our coaches, you know, for us to grow together and for us to, you know, I guess, build the empire, as people say, we know that a group of people that we... We can't you know, do it on our own, basically. We don't do it on our own, and this own. is why we give our coaches, you know, great opportunities to grow their own business within here mm. and give, you know, open up the brand a little bit and give give the members opportunities to try different things within the brand, so... It's even, like, different facets of the businesses with the online stuff. Other people, it's not just those three involved, and there's, there's extras, like, Johnny's coming with that, etc. Of course. That's the point, but it's the reason being is... The energy's been put in, the time and work's been put in to obviously take things to that platform. For sure. When people put energy in and kind of workload in, things come back from that. That's the biggest yeah. thing we kind of say, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. And you know, again, we've had some, you know, we've we've had some mentors as well. We've we've seeked out help, haven't we? Yeah. You know, there's you know, you don't know everything. Probably forever gonna do We're that. We're always gonna do that. You said you know. before though, how many clients when you first opened Strength Factory help you out and like little bits of for advice. Sure. We still obviously still do train some people and we still train people for certain reasons because yeah. we still get advice off these yeah. people these these are people that aren't necessarily going to leave pt because we've had them for so long etc but the people in positions that we can really benefit from yeah from a business point of view from a lifestyle point of view because they've been there and done it for sure and earned the dough yeah. and they know what they're talking about you know our goal and our mission within the both of the gyms you know different vibes but it is to show everybody mm. we say this all the time and it really does mean the world to us is to show everybody that you can do whatever you want to whatever standard you want. You know, that that whole thing of anyone can get it. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you do, your fitness levels, you know, what color skin you've got, what age you are. It just not doesn't asked. matter. It does not matter. And, you know, we've, we've really honed in on that because, you know, we don't want to be the people where it's very elitist. You know, we don't want that. Everybody can get it. And we've had such good success with our clients, haven't we, that's... It's always been the same. People see it from the outside and they'll very say there's a photo of 20 people. The only folks on the two labs are the tops who are ripped out of their heads. But then they don't notice that there's also two 50-year-old mums there and like who were yeah. just doing, doing the exact same session as those two lads who were ripped out of their head yeah. and still are absolutely smoking it. Like, and once people do come into our facility and come into our class system and come in within everyone, they realise it's just not like that. Yeah. It is anyone is anyone is after it. Everyone sure. can get it. That's the key. And our target is you know, our education can be passed down to our members. All the education that we still continue to do and our coaches do, we can pass that down. Mm. It's almost like we want everybody to, to win. To win. We want everybody to win, but we want them to feel important and feel like they can be an athlete in their own right and that you don't have to... There's levels to it. You don't have to be you at can the be cross. an athlete in your yeah. version of you we being want, an athlete. It's yeah. fine. So we treat our guys exactly like that. We treat them and we educate them to make the best changes that they can for their lives. The amount of people that, you know, have come to us, which is why we started this job in the first place. The amount of people that have come to us and said, this place has literally changed my life. Mm. Like for us, that's just like the biggest win that we could ever imagine. You know, it's like- it's probably not what we expected even at the start. No, honest, no. Is it? Um, not what we expected. <laughs> know, yeah. So, you know, our, our goal is to continue to educate, continue to push people to be the best versions of themselves as cliche as it sounds you know and for us to keep our standards nice and high for us to keep learning and, and keep providing you know the best that we can for for our guys so that they can be athletes in their own right that's a nice segue Andy because I also need to go through how do you think <laughs> we've changed personally physically 
over the last kind of 10 years, obviously more mass physically. <laughs> yeah. No, but from a, a person, how do you, looking back to when you first started and when we first started, how have we changed as the businesses have grown, et cetera, where we're up to everything, how have things changed for you and what's been the catalyst for that? That's what we've been asked. Training-wise? Everything. Yeah, so... Business-wise, the lot. Like what's changed focuses? Yeah, like we said, early doors. Early doors, I was heavily into powerlifting. Yeah. Like, heavily, heavily into powerlifting, you know, and I, and I guess that kind of fed down into mm. the strength factor, didn't it? You know, yeah. we was having powerlifting teams coming in. We was doing training sessions together. Deadlift Saturdays, like, there's certain days. We had yeah. certain days for certain lifts. We'd all meet up at the same time. We would all do them... Nothing. Coffee. Uh, yeah, you'd have your Nando's muffin. Nando's for three hours in the afternoon. <laughs> go, Nan go to Nando's <laughs> for hours, eat loads of food, then go and try and train even though you're full of food and all that. Lot. So, you know, me personally, on my, my fitness journey, if you want to call it like that, it was very heavy powerlifting and strength-based, of course. Then we did the transformation style where, you know, lose some body fat, start training a little yeah. bit more like a bodybuilder, start cleaning things up a little bit. Um, and then I guess, like, as you get older, I think you realize what's important to you. And for me, per, very personally, longevity became more important mm. than, you know, being a world champion powerlifter, you know. And luckily enough, I did get to fairly good levels with powerlifting. I managed to do very well with it. But to me, it was always a, a young man's game, in my opinion, because it's, it's got a shelf life. It's got it, a shelf life. a long, fulfilled. To me, it had a shelf life because I was pushing the boundaries very, very hard. So it yeah. was like, I knew that at some point I would need to change the way I do things so that I can train forever, you know, you know, and, and before powerlifting, it was always played football, played rugby, you know. It's play forever, it's infinite. We, it's we infinite, infinite, it was always game. something, yeah. We're always thinking of something else on what we're doing next, yeah. so that is the point when it comes to training. And as time went on, the longevity game started to come into it, the performance mm. game started to, you know, give us a little tickle yeah. as well, because we've been in performance environments before, um, then we did some, like we said, some bodybuilding, got lean, etc. and What's you next? know, with the, with the shift in the functional fitness, you know, I guess space, with us thinking about opening the gym, it made complete sense for us to make that shift and now start to go into, you know, more functional fitness competitions. Yeah. Because again, in the fitness industry, there was competitions that was opening up for people that didn't do CrossFit, you know, because at that time it was just like you either do a 10k Manchester 10k, you do bodybuilding, or there's some CrossFit competitions where you had to do CrossFit, That's right? It. And that, that was kind of it. Or it was to us in our world, yeah, yeah. you know, there probably would have been the odd... We were probably narrow-minded. The odd of, competition. Ah, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Don't as the functional fitness changed, there was competitions out there for people that didn't just want to do one thing, yeah. you know, which is like the NFG-style yeah. competitions. There was some inter-gym inter competitions. And, you know, and now more recently, you've got things like the High Rocks, you've got like Turf Games, you've got yeah. another... You've got a whole bunch of competitions now where most people can give it a good crack. There's obviously levels to it. You know, yeah. there's the tougher competitions. Just like the... we said, anyone can have a go. It just depends how far you want to place. But you, as long as you still max out, as what we always say in here is like, as long as you max your ability to what you can do on the given day. Sweet. Yeah, and you and you that match your, and you match a competition for that. You yeah. find the competition that suits find you level at, at that time. Yeah, and then work up. So yeah, I guess then we, we've pushed into um, into more functional fitness stuff. And you know, for me, I've always had a a dab hand at running. I've always wanted to mm. do my running anyway. Uh, and I've always had a bit of experience with running. Obviously, when I was powerlifting, I couldn't walk, yeah, but up, think back I couldn't walk up the stairs without getting out of breath. Paris. Do you know what I mean? It's not you've never been exposed to it. No, no, way in, back, in, early, you know in I mean? the early days, I yeah. mean, that was very, very short. But you've, it's been there, uh, but, though. But That's even playing, insane. even playing, yeah. you know, sport at school, whatever it might be, there's always been some kind of training there. Well, we did the Hip Chronicles, didn't we? 
We did the hip the chronicles. The OGs will know what the hip chronicles <laughs> yeah. is. There's a few who will see them. We did the, the transformation of uh, powerlifter to shredded. Yeah. But then that then birthed into, right, let's try a run. Because I remember you saying, let's do an half marathon. And you trained for one because I ended up doing the plan for you. And then you, you did the plan for me. The time for me on my route. <laughs> yeah. Your mm. plans were good. Your, plan, your plans were very good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think obviously, like throughout, when you're younger, you do all your, your team sports. Yeah. Uh, there's a very short military failed career <laughs> in there. Um, and then it got into powerlifting and bodybuilding, et cetera. And then, yeah, functional fitness. And there was, there was always running there. So, I guess my transition in terms of training, because I'm never just, it's like, I'm never just bothered about one thing. Like if I fancy changing, I'll change. But I'm not very emotional about anybody else bothering me with my stuff. If I want to run, I'm going to run. If I want to lift heavy weights, I'm going to lift heavy weights. I don't get influenced by anybody else's opinion or by anybody else's social pressure. So stubbornness. For me, for me to do anything. Stubborn. You know, if I want to be big and strong I'm, and I'm the only guy in here doing that, I'm fine with that. I'll just do whatever I want to do and I've always Case done that. Case in point recently, yeah. I'm going back out and I'm going DC 10. I'm going to bed. No, you're coming. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, you're coming. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm that not. Was in it. a bit. Gone. I just, I, just do what I, I just do what I want when I want. So, you know, for me, training has always been a very personal thing for me. Now, we're lucky in here that everybody is very like-minded and we all chop and change. We all like to do phases of strength. Yeah. We all do phases of endurance and whatever. Um, and then more recently... Why doing is that, though? Because you can only focus on something. If Obviously, we've got bigger goals and there's a broad range. You can't go all in on all of those goals at once. It's got to come in cycles. Yeah, like, it comes in phases. You've got to be to, to be it. good at to be good at this hybrid style of training, it, if that's what you want to call it, we through. go through phases, and that's a really good thing to do. If if we use cross like intensification phases on certain points of the year, that, yeah, and then obviously it builds towards the actual races and goal. But yeah, you, you look at you look at the like best that. CrossFit athletes. They have phases of strength. They have phases of yeah. endurance. They have phases of more complex lifts, etc. That they all then combine and. I guess, periodize over time to then get an end result. Like, it's not just random workouts all the time. Well, this is the thing when we've spoke about ultra runs and obviously we do big distances now. We've built up to very big distances and we've got some big, big runs planned this year. Like, it's not just gone from that last summer to then this and it's just happened out of nowhere. Like, the kind of block of training we've got, how long ago was lockdown, for example? Yeah, how many years? Yeah. yeah. We've been running since before that and then during that, we had a real big block of running where we had nothing else to do because... The gym was closed next door. We'd give all the kit away. We had massive fat bars that we couldn't yeah. use. Big power, tubby, big powerlifting bar. No one could lift. 40 kilo, bad boy. So it was like, well, we'll probably best go do some ultra runs and do something different mm. and experience them. And that's where our kind of love for that really came in with trail running. Probably did the same route too many times. Yeah, It's fine. Sure. Uh, got shouted at by small women. It's okay. We're <laughs> yeah. hanging up. But big 50k runs off the back. Mm. That was how we did things. That's how we started to learn new things, new yeah. experiences. And, and that's, that's what's great about our member base here is that we're opening doors for other guys. And like we keep saying, everybody can get it. And because we lead by example, you know, it opens doors for members to do the same thing. Now there's people in the, in the gym now where they're doing big, big ultra runs. They're doing things that they never thought that they could do before. And that's what means the world to us, isn't it? Mate, the early predictor is we've started getting back on the bike again now, the road bike. I yeah. can guarantee you we now there's get on the peloton. Bike. Hybrid <laughs> yeah. people going down the. But it's A6. brilliant. This is what we want for everybody, isn't it? This is exactly what we there's want. There's that many different things that some of our members still haven't been exposed to, mm. like road cycling. I probably prefer that to trail running, and I love trail running. But do yeah. you know what I mean? There's so many different things of fitness that you've never touched before that you don't realise actually exist. That you're probably better than it mm. than you actually think. Mm. Yeah. So there's going to be so many different things that we'll always. We used to see it back in Strength Factory. We used to come in, in sliders. Everyone came in sliders. 
Burks. <laughs> not how many <laughs> yeah. people come in Burks. But we Dad, trained a certain way. Dad, Dad, yeah, rack deadlifts. Yeah, rack deads, yeah. Well, the, and, and this is our responsibility as coaches, isn't it? Yeah. We take this, you know, we take do we take it seriously. Like obviously, what we do it to us is very serious, and this is why we still educate because we want to provide the best education and the best training facility, the best kind of information to our members. You know, and when we do these kind of things, it helps us advise the best because we've gone through it, we've done it ourselves, mm. and it helps us. You know, as much as we say, oh yeah, we do rack deads, and everyone does rack deads. Well, that's the whole point. You know, we we provide the reason we were doing rat deads at the time yeah we provide <laughs> this information and, and we do these things ourselves so that we can give it to our guys that is the whole point of this whole thing so i think the biggest thing we always wanted to put onto people was like obviously anyone can get it but it's exposing stuff but it's like experience as many different things as mm -hmm. possible like there's so many things out there you can actually do mm -hmm. like just fucking try it yeah just show up try it make sure you train like my main focus of my week all the time, my month is when am I training? What am I training? When are we going doing whatever? Like that is how I plan my week now. I never used to be. Like, I used to be right. How many clients could come in? Yeah. But you guarantee, say we do ten clients a day, I'd have two little gaps, and I'd definitely be training in one of them. Yeah. And I'd be sweaty ass for my clients. But still, <laughs> yeah. like the main part of my day is training, and it's being infectious enough. Infectious is probably the right word. Yeah. For the member base, for your clients to carry on that same thing, mm. because their life will get better for that. And you know what? Like you could, you could look at it and be like, well... You're a psycho. It, well, yeah, but, <laughs> but, you know, for us to do all these multiple things and, to, and to, to share these things with our guys, like, we believe that that's our biggest value to our guys. You know, you could look at it from the outside and be like, well, from a business perspective, it not, might not be best mm. because you're not focusing on one thing and just honing in on that one yeah. thing. Well, you know, to us, it's more important that we share these, I guess, experiences and, yeah. and open up the doors for people, you know, and open up the doors for everybody to actually go, you know, go and have a go with it and... and you know, try everything, try everything. If you want to go swimming, go and go and try swimming. If you want to try it, just go and try it and we'll, we'll help you out with it, you know. You learn from exposure. There's things that we probably used to be scared of. Not scared of the wrong word, but like, ah, probably a bit too far for us that. But now it's like, right, what's next? Which nice segue again, Andrew. What <laughs> have we got planned? What have we got coming up from a business point of view? What have we got lined up? And also from a training point of view, because training's going up another level again. Yeah. Like you always say, unlock the next level, Unlocking brain the next emoji. Level. There's always more. There's always more. From a training perspective, you know, we're obviously taking on bigger endurance events. We're taking on... The mileage goes higher. The mileage is going higher. We're opening, unlocking new levels. And this, again, we'll keep going back to it. It's for our guys and our members to do exactly the same. We want you to unlock new levels. So for us on a, on a physical level, some bigger ultras, uh, 100 plus miles we're going to be going now. Mm -hmm. A With lot, some big elevations. A lot higher. Um, <laughs> that way and that way. Yeah, and, and, and some of our coaches, they're going to be doing much more tougher functional yeah. fitness competitions. Yeah. You know, some of the lads are going to be doing athletics as well. That's, a, for those that don't know, a newer competition that's just again. landed uh, from the boys down at March on. Them boys are, are absolutely killing it at the minute with mm. these comps. So our guys are going to be doing that. Uh, and we just keep moving forwards. Like, it's, it's yeah. an ev like we said, we play the infinite game. We just want to unlock the next level. Unlock the next level, unlock the next level. So growth for us, mindset every time. What's next? What can we do more? Mindset. How can we get further? How can we get better? How growth, can we get higher up the mountain? Growth mindset. <laughs> so we're just going to try and beat what we did last time. And that's our, again, that's our personal life experiences of just unlocking a new level. So it means for us, we're going to have to just push the boundaries a little bit more. There's one in June that might more. test us a bit more because it's going to be about 30 degrees with a lot of elevation and we're quite milky. 
Yeah. Uh, we're going to struggle in that sun. It, but it, other than that, we'll be gonna, we need the rain. That's where, we, that's yeah. where we're comfortable, rain. But uh, again, like... I'm just not phased. I'm just not that bothered because our personal goal and mission is to just keep pushing the boundaries of what you think is possible. You know, and that's what it means to us. And this is why we pass it down to our guys. Like, I honestly don't care what area it's in because I want to learn more yeah. about myself. You know, you, you know yourself and members and guys that are listening, you know, you guys know yourself that when you do something very hard and then you do something else very hard that was a bit tougher than the last time, that feeling that you get of overcoming like fear, high. overcoming challenges, overcoming what you thought was possible, pushing your body and your mind really, really far, and that's relative to the person. It could be a 5K, I'm ser- you know, we're yeah, serious. It at could one be point, a- mate, an half marathon was an ultra for you and for me for, forever. Like It could be a 5K, it could matter. be 100 miles, it could be 200 miles, it doesn't matter. Our goal in life is to keep unlocking the yeah. levels and we know that, I guess, going, going really deep now, Dan, you know, right, going, going really deep, it's like, it's, it's just like adding more to your soul. You know what I mean? It's like adding more. It's like you're going to come to the end what of your life. Soul, then. It's heavy, that, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you're coming, you're coming to the end of your life and you're thinking, nah, I really did try my hardest here. Disclaimer, I've got to about 40 and I'll be, on, <laughs> I'll be having a new knee, so another, I'm milking it. <laughs> another new knee. You know, but, you know, genuinely, like, yeah, it, you know, training's just training. It is fun and games, but, you know, and we just do it for enjoyment. But when you do that thing that's just a little bit harder, that sense of, you know, achievement, that euphoria that you get from just beating the last thing you put in context, challenges. The last, so think Lakeland, because it's something recent for both of us, right? When you come off the last hill, it's literally a mile to the town where everyone's waiting and you can see everyone lying in the streets and all that kind of thing. The endorphin rush, when you know you've come off there and it's, it's just going dark, you yeah. just kind of just missed the sunset, but you're still there. That kind of vibe is what you chase every time. That feeling. Because the job's done. It's fucking bang on. That, that feeling. And you know what? There's a lot of mass moving very fast <laughs> down the road. Who's <laughs> legging it down the road? But, you know, that feeling, that sense of accomplishment, you know, not to fantasize about the end is what I always say, right? Because when you get to process the end. Process first. Process. Because when you get to the end, you feel unbelievable, but not everybody's there cheering for you, popping champagne and. Yeah. You know, you've just completed everything. It's like you've finished. It's like, wow, I've just worked my ass off for the last six months to achieve this. I feel really good. And then all of a sudden, the next day, you wake up obviously very soon. It's no like, cares. no one cares. No one's actually asked. So it's like, where, where are the fans? Where, where is everybody? You know, where, where's my, my thing that I thought you I was going to be for? amazing at something like we, we've trained people who are all, honestly like the best in what they do. Uh, and outside of the realm, no one cares. No one's bothered. But in their realm, that's what's the biggest credit is like, no one's that bothered, but they literally turn up and do mad hours. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah, regardless. This is why the next challenge is for us. Yeah. Again, it's for us because we know at the end of it, the process, it's always the process. And it, again, it sounds so cliche, but until you've done something that's, you know, that you've had to work for over the six months, it's or however long. It's like, you do the thing, you think there's going to be loads of people chat, caring, actually, that actually care, popping champagne, no one's really that ass. You get a well done, a pat on the back, and everyone's going back to their normal wives. You wake Little up so... Buzzing over you for a time. Yeah. Phrase <laughs> buzzing. Don't really know what's going on. Phrase <laughs> buzzing and buzzing. It's like they don't know what's going on. And then you wake up really sore, but you feel really proud of your achievement. It's like... Well, you still got to get dressed as a Disney princess day after and crack on. And what's next? Yeah. It's always, okay, well, that felt really good. What's next? Because we want to chase that thing yeah. of like, I want to feel good. You know, it's like... We always ask ourselves the question is like, would we still do it without a social media post? Yes, because we were doing it before we used social media for that purpose. For sure. Like we're obviously going to push that for our agenda, what of we're course, trying to do for this kind of platform. But 
I'd still train without it mm. and I still do exactly what we're doing without it. Mm. I'm not that bothered. Yeah. One reason why we don't use Strava and things like that. Cause it's not, not that bothered. When you love training and you love doing the thing, you're definitely going to keep yeah. going with it. You're going to keep unlocking the new level. So, it's yeah, not so, an Insta story that makes me get up at half three in the morning sometimes to come nah, train. Nah. Like, it's that desire pers- to it's come personal and do development, something. isn't yeah. it? It's personal development. And also, it's, we spoke about it randomly in the gym today. It's like the brotherhood, mm. yeah, so to speak. You don't want to let the other people around you. We spoke, it's a random one because this has just come up today. But it's that kind of feeling. You don't want to let the other people around you down because they're coming training. Why aren't you turning up? Mm. And it's, it, that is, some people see it as a negative. It's, like, you know, it's a bit psycho, that. But it's like, nah, it's like that's what keeps us so motivated all the time because mm. our network of who we train with and who we kind of mingle with, especially, is so highly driven and highly focused on their goals. And they're high achievers in their own it's right. Infectious. Like, it's infectious. And, you know, why wouldn't you want to surround yourself with people that want to keep doing better? And I think thinking back to when we were younger, younger, yeah, we're not actually that old. Feel right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Look it. Yeah. It's Let's like we were it. probably led more to the social side of things where we definitely succumbed to, ah, fuck it, go out this weekend. But it's like, as we've got old, obviously we've had girls and things like that and things change. Priorities massively change anyway. Massively. Where our heads are right now is completely different to 10 years ago. It's like, like you said, you're more, you're definitely more than me stubborn with it. Like, I'll do what exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sometimes move on. Like, I weren't planning on doing certain races, but now I'm doing them. But it, <laughs> yeah. it was quite easily led, but it's in. But it's like, it's all for a good purpose though. And that's the point. It's like, you're just driven to do the next thing. Mm. And that's what we're always about. And that's what we encourage with our guys, with our members. This is why we do the things we do. So so physically, that's what we're doing. Unlocking new levels business-wise. Obviously, Boast. We've got the the Boaster fun. So we're... um, Yeah, so, um, you know, a sports nutrition brand um, that will be launching very, very soon. Um, protein bars, energy drinks, uh, whey protein. Yeah, energy uh, drinks is useful because we spend a fortune on energy drinks. Yeah. So, and me especially. You know, <laughs> <It'd> be nice. <laughs> hydration, vitamins, you know, these are things that we've been doing our entire lives, you know, and I've used every supplement under the sun, you know, yeah. I, I've drank all the energy drinks, I ate all the protein bars, and it just makes sense for us to come, you know, together. From our angle. They actually work and do what they say they're going to do. That's it. Um, to produce some products that we know, because we've had that many of them, that we know genuinely do what work. they say they're going to do in a in a nice, clean fashion. You know, we're well, making informed sport tested. Informed sport tested, of course. You know, to make sure that everybody is safe to use them. Um, so yeah, big nutrition brand launching soon for the guys here as well. Then phase two on the beast. Phase two on the beast. Phase two and maybe three, phase three on the beast. But phase two initially. Phase two and phase three on the on on the gym front. Uh, so of course, you know, with the model that we work with here, we know that it works very well. And and the success of our business here, obviously, we want to replicate that as businessmen, of course, you know. But more importantly, to get people into this way of of training, of training Lifestyle. and into Lifestyle this way of living, one. you know. The impact that we've had here, you know, and, and I hate talking about this because it's just like, it's just like you're, I don't know, it's like you're blowing smoke up your own ass in a way. It's like, but the impact that we know we've had here through members telling us. It's not like we fabricated just decided to believe it. Like, people do actually say <laughs> it's it to us. Like, say, it's not like, just people like are that. saying how much this, this vibe has changed uh, their lives. And, and we know that because we've seen it over the years with coaching, of course, and, and clients. But the impact that we've had here, we just want to make that impact on as many different people as we can. Yeah. So of course, gym number two, gym number three that are in the pipeline now, 
is to get more people access, or to, sorry, to give more people access to this hybrid lifestyle and for us to just have a bigger impact on the world because, again, it's so cliche, but it matters so much to us, to us that people can see the light and that people can actually change the way they live. Our energies can only go so far. Like we can only do so, we can't do 10 gyms because there's not 10 of us. <laughs> yeah, but of course. we want to bring people on and we've got people on board now. Obviously, we're looking to come into the second and third with us who are going to match our energies and kind of bring the same kind of work mm. ethic, same kind of drive, same community feel, and same kind of goal-driven thing towards a better lifestyle mm. to drive these other gyms forward and kind of spread the word. Sounds very weird. Yeah. Spread the word. Spread Andrew. the word, Dan. But spread our kind of vibe around as many different places as we possibly can. Yeah. You know, we need to come out of our postcode. We have that many people traveling from other postcodes. For sure. 30 minutes down the motorway to come and train at five in the morning, six in the morning, and then go home and... Yeah. Right, it's weird. We find that strange, but it's for a reason. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? mad. There's a lot of people that say, can you open a hybrid gym near us? Can you open a hybrid gym near yes. us? And, and of course, yeah, like the, de the demand for the hybrid style of training and living is obviously getting more and more apparent. And of course, there's all gyms popping up, of course, you know, and there is some great, you know, other great gyms out there that do a similar kind of thing. So yeah, from a business perspective, gym number two and three are in the pipeline, of course. And, you know, we're always going to be bringing on new coaches that fit our mm. vibe, of course, you know. Um, it's important to us that we get the right people on board and that we can go to another area of the country um, and produce the same results that we produce here, produce the same vibe in exactly the same way, exactly the same way as we're doing it. Everybody can get mm. it. Everybody can... infectious with self-development that's yeah. always goal-driven. Hard that's goals, it. always. That's it. Andrew, that was the first episode, Paul. So I really enjoyed that. The way we're going to actually move these, so this one, obviously the, the awkward initial one that we've just done, yeah, where we have to talk about ourselves and kind of go what the deeper things are, is like, mm -hmm. it's going to change slightly. So as we go into this next episode, we are going to change the flow a little bit. We'll have topics we talk about. So we always want people to send topics in, send questions in of what you want. We will don't go into anything. We're not bothered mm -hmm. within, within reason. No, but we will go into anything, fitness-related, lifestyle-related, training-related, whatever it is, yeah, there will be a Baldwin's question or Baldwin's fact of the week just to try and throw him off. Yeah. And <laughs> give him something. Danny's fact of the Danny's week. Danny's fact of the week or something, anything that we've seen on Insta, anything we've seen on social within the realms of fitness, et cetera, we'll, we'll go into. So yeah. what do we need to do, Andrew? Well, this is, I guess this is our chance to explain things a little yeah. bit in a bit more detail, of course, you know, which is why we're doing these longer videos. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in this kind of thing, make sure that you, you know, like the like, 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 subscribe and share. You know, this is the kind of thing that we've been asked to do for a while now. So, you We're know, finally taking the plunge, take, taking the out. plunge and, and talking in a little bit more detail rather than Danny drinking knuckles out of my trainer and, uh, you know, doing this kind of style just so that you guys can get to know us a little bit better. And, and, and we've got some cool guests lined up as well. Yeah, some really once good guys we, to get, on, get used to this the podcast. So, <laughs> so make sure that you follow these episodes and if you, find them valuable, share them, of course, and we can spread the message of the hybrid lifestyle and spread the, spread the love, as they say. So spread the word. Spread the word, as Danny said today in this uh, episode. So, yeah, let's do that. Thank you.